Amen, amen. You can have a seat. You stood all the way through announcements, most of you. Well done. That was, that was awesome. Good job. Um, so yeah, we have COVID at our house. That's why I'm wearing this lovely mask today more than often, more often than not. And uh, um, my, my oldest son, Noah, came home from college um, with, with uh, COVID, a positive COVID test, which is really interesting. And so we um, were like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? So he's like strapped in a bedroom. And uh, so hard for him because he's a people person, right? And uh, to be just kind of isolated that way. But uh, he's eating really well. And uh, better than at college, I can guarantee you that. And uh, he's doing well. So praise the Lord, okay? But COVID's a real thing. I mean, seeing an 18-year-old say, wow, come a little closer because, you know, it's hard for me to talk. I'm struggling to catch my breath. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's, you run up and down the basketball court, right? So um, it's, it's interesting. And, of course, it hits everybody different ways. And um, if you've had it, I'm sorry that you had to struggle through that. And if you're going to get it, which we probably all will, um, then endurance is a thing. And that's what I'm talking about today is endurance, or at least that's what I thought I was talking about today. Uh, so in the summer when I went away, um, I was like, okay, the theme is more and more for this year, and uh, we all have these more journals, right, these lift journals. How many of you guys have these? You guys still doing it? Okay, now if you don't have one of these, here's the cool thing. They're out on the table out there, and it's for you to take, okay? So you can take one home with you today. You can pick up. We're in, uh, I do this every week. What week are we in? I don't know. It's like, I don't keep track of the weeks, I just follow along. So we're, we're, we're the end of 1 Corinthians, but we're in week 8. So starting tomorrow, you would start week 8 on here, okay? And then it just goes week 9, week 10, you get it. But, you know, I don't want to insult your intelligence. 1 Corinthians 15 would be the first thing you would read tomorrow if you wanted to jump on with us. And uh, we would love to have you jump on, so go ahead, all right? Um, well, we're trying to do this journal is because we want more and more of God in our lives, and we need to hear from God. We need to hear the voice of God, right? Um, I don't know if you grew up in a church where it's like, okay, when you read the Bible, you hear the voice of God, and sometimes, and when you go to church, you know God's going to speak to you, but He doesn't really speak to you any other time, and I say, that's not true. Maybe you don't hear Him. Maybe you're not aware of Him speaking. But God is always trying to, always willing to communicate with you. So if you're willing to communicate with him, you're going to have a good conversation. <laughs> and he's going to say some things to you. He's going to give you impressions, thoughts, dreams, visions. He's going to teach you through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit himself. He's going to teach you some things that he wants you to know. That, that's astounding and refreshing. And we want that more and more. So our church has been on this journey for more and more. And so that's what the journal's all about. People are writing down how God's speaking to them. And then we come at the end of our time. We have about a half an hour. It'll probably be a little less today, but about a half an hour to um, speak, right? Here's what God's saying to me. And isn't it interesting that our theme verse <laughs> for that whole thing, 1 Corinthians 14, 26, was in our reading this week. Matter of fact, it's in our reading today. Anybody read today already? 
All right, great. So you already got there. And so you're like reminded of the fact that each one of us is going to bring something to the table. I don't want to steal the thunder, but um, anyway. All right, so when I thought about this uh, message, um, the series is more consistency. So the series, we went from more urgency last series to more consistency. And if we want more consistency in our life, we need to learn how to be faithful. So we did that last week. But this week I had, since the summer, targeted to talk about endurance. And I was sitting there, and we're singing, and I'm going, well, this is funny. We showed up today. We can't get in the way we usually get in. So we got in a different way. That's fine. Rolled the things on stage. Get all the, the, the stage is gone, which isn't a big deal, honestly. I mean, if, if we knew ahead of time, we'd just be like, yeah, the stage is going to be gone. It works perfectly for me today because I want to be farther away from you. So this is perfect. God's already got it ordained. It's really cool. But here's the thing. When things change, when things aren't the same, it takes endurance. Right? And even when things are the same, when it goes on for a long time, right? How many times have you been going to church here, right? Like, I've been coming to church here for over 10 years. That's endurance. That's just showing up another week, showing up another week, showing up another week, showing up another week. And not just showing up, but being ready. Preparing your heart to receive something that God has for you. And then internalizing that, applying it, and being a light to everyone around you. That takes endurance. That takes endurance. Okay, so we're going to study endurance. Um... But I have like 15 different intros today, and so i got to pick three. All right, so here's the first one. This verse has been on my heart. I know I need to say it, so I'm just going to throw it up on the screen, okay? More consistency in my endurance, yes, for sure. But here's the verse, Galatians chapter 25. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. Thanks for saying nope, so I knew I misspoke. A lot of times... I only had five hours of sleep last night. A lot of times when I only have five hours of sleep, I say a lot of dumb stuff, but I never know I said it. So thanks. Appreciate that. Okay. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step. Keep in step. I want you to think of a dance. I don't know if you've been dancing. I've never been dancing in my life. Well, a few weddings I get out there and look like I'm dancing. I don't know what I'm really doing. Keep in step with the Spirit. And then this. I think this is like the, that's the positive. Now here's the negative, right? He gives you both sides. Let us not become conceited, proud, provoking one another, envying one another. We look at that verse and we go, yeah, of course. But if you really dig into your heart, you are conceited. You do like to provoke one another, right? Because you want your own way. And we do envy other people. This is why Facebook is such a problem. Everybody puts their best photos on there and we were like, oh, I wish I had a life like that. Nobody has that life. Truth be told, we're all just us. That's it. We're not better than we are. We're not worse than we are. 
We're just who God made us to be. All right. So I want you to keep this in mind. Keep in step through the whole message today. All right? I feel like God has said, I want to do a dance with you, Lift Church. I want to do a dance with you, Michael Roberts. I want to do a dance with you, Angelica Novinger. Novinger. How do I say it? Okay, Novinger. I want to do a dance with you. I want to keep in step. Well, hold on. I'm going to lead. How about you keep in step? If I go forward, you're going to back up. If I, Okay? And it's like, a, it's like a dance. That's what we're trying to do with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit right now. Okay. So, flip your Bible open to chapter 8 of 1 Corinthians. Open your Bible too. Everybody always wants to say that if they're a preacher, if they really love Jesus and the Word. Open your Bible too. Let's just see it from the Word of God. And um, I'm going to get to endurance, but here's the thing. Love is the key. Love is the key to endurance. I didn't get this in the summer, but God's brought me through more (laughs) since the summer. And it's like, hold on, how am I going to endure? Well, I'll pull myself up by the bootstraps. I'll hold on for dear life. I'm going to lift some more weights. I'm going to be stronger. And I'm going to gut it out. How are you going to do that? You need to know love. You have to understand love. You have to feel, you need to feel love so that you can love others. That is true endurance. Just get these three words in your, love never ends. Did you read that? Yesterday? Love never ends. That sounds like endurance to me. Love endures. Oh, yeah, it was just the verse before. Love bears. That's a form of endurance as well. So we need love. Okay, so love is the key, and love never ends. So I'm going to give you a couple points out of this with endurance in mind, with love as the target. And I'm going to wrap this all around our world and our culture. What a mess. I'm a mess most days, and then I have to walk into the world, and I go, what the world? I feel like a mess. Your time's 50 million, and it's, oh, can I... Get a break? Could you, got, could you just like act normal one day so I can feel a little bit better about myself acting normal? Anyways, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. I could read all of, did anybody read chapter 8? You guys read it, right? Food offered to idols, like a really short chapter, so that day it was like, well, this is easy. Wish every day was that easy. But do you understand that food offered to idols was their issue? How many issues do we have? Mask, don't mask. Vaccine, don't vaccine. Have a job, don't have a job. Like, so many issues. Eating is an issue. I read a great article, I'll I'll send it out to you guys, about eating. And I was like, ding. I feast, I fast, I feast, I fast, I diet, 
I don't feel good about what I ate. I do feel good about it's like eating's an issue. Not because it's offered to idols. It's all in packages now. You just have to open it. If you have to open it, it's probably not healthy for you. <laughs> anyway, just saying. And if you don't open it, it's going to cost more. Okay, just so we're clear. 1 Corinthians 8. If you're there, say you're there. Thank you. Now concerning, and I have in parentheses, food offers to idols. Because I have it in parentheses, I have right above it, fill in the blank. Vaccination. Now concerning vaccination... Right? You can apply these principles to just about anything. That's what's so cool about this passage that nobody really gets. And they're like, oh, that was then, now, you know, we're now. Just, you, you need to go back and read chapter 8, but I'm just going to get the first three verses. Now concerning the issue, whatever your issue is in this culture, we know, I love how he, he plays on words so much, we know that all of us possess knowledge. Do you know some things about vaccines? You read anything? You research anything? Hear anything on the news? Have your own opinion? He calls it right out. He's like, all of us possess knowledge. I know something. You know something. You know something. <laughs> then he says this. This knowledge puffs up. The fact that I even think I know something makes me proud. There's a dependence that needs to be there. But love builds up. Love for what? Love for who? He's going to get to that. If anyone imagines, I love that he brings imagination into it. Like, we all have very active imaginations. I can imagine me being president of the United States. I can imagine me, you know, I can imagine me doing a lot of cool things. I can imagine me being a very bad person. I can imagine everything, right? Your imagination runs wild. Matter of fact, sometimes you have to curb that imagination. You have to, like, oh, I don't want to think that thought. Okay. If anyone imagines that he knows something... He does not know yet, does not yet know what he ought to know. What? But I know some things. You don't know what you need to know yet. That's clear. That should make us a bit more humble. Whatever you know, you don't know everything you ought to know about the issue at hand. Whether it's food offered to idols or vaccination. Okay? All right. Verse 3 nails it. But if anyone loves God. Do you love God? Like, why would I love God? Because He loves you. He's madly in love with you. He loves you so much. He sent His only Son to die for you. So that He could have a relationship with you. Just think about that. I don't think we'll ever grasp the amount of love God has for us. And I am almost positive I will never grasp the love that God has for me individually. Just me. 
But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Known is a really intimate word. Adam knew Eve. Like intercourse. He is known by God. Intimately loved by God. Now these three verses will change your life. You're weak for me. And I'm like pondering these things and I'm going, our world is going through so much. Okay, this TV, not supposed to be here. There's a projector, a big, huge projector that comes down and it works with, or a a big screen and it works with that projector sometime. But not recently. I text the principal this week. I'm, I'm like, hey, any word on the projector? Like, we're getting ready for Sunday. It's like, we are so frustrated. I'm like, well, then I don't have to be. If you are, then I don't need to be. Praise the Lord. I'm glad you're frustrated, I guess. <laughs> because I don't need to be. But it takes endurance to want to use this little thing with small font that you can hardly see. Instead of a big screen, it takes endurance. It takes knowing that God loves us and He's for us, right? If you didn't know God loved us and that he was for us, you'd think God's kicking us out of this place. He keeps like making it hard. Does he? Or is Satan doing that? Or is that just things broke? And we're supposed to endure, not be a baby. You know? Do we need it all? Right? If the mic doesn't work, or if it doesn't work the way we want it to, do we need it all to worship God? Or can we endure? All right. So, I've got all these things flowing through my head, and I'm studying this endurance thing early on Tuesday this week, and I'm like, hold on. You start to do the math on it. And, and I'm like, oh my goodness. This is really, really good. Because at the beginning of the week, I was like, well, you have trials, you endure in trials, And then you have temptation in chapter 10. And we endure in temptation. So trials in 8 and 9 and temptations in 10. And and these are two different things. And at first glance you go, yeah, that's, that's true. And then I looked at it and studied it and I was like, they're the same thing. Trials, testings, temptations, it's the same word. It's the same word. But endurance, when you look at endurance, which I thought, well, that's the same. In the Greek, you have two different words for endurance. One in chapter 9 and one in chapter 10. And both are used in chapter 13 about love. One is bears and one is endures. Like, why does that all matter? Go to the first point. Okay? First point, love is the key. Love never fails. Here's the key. If you want to endure, grab this, okay? God's love helps me have bite my lip endurance for the sake of the gospel. So I want you to look across the page at chapter 9, verse 12. 
verse 12, you look at it, you're like, well, this is the weirdest verse. It like ends a question and then it starts. So just start it nevertheless in the middle of the verse. Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right. Okay, so he's pushed that away. But, but, we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Now, I want you to think about what he's saying here. The, there's a Greek word that he's using, stego, and it really is a, a bite my lip kind of thing. Okay? I wrote down the definition. Keep your, well, here's the end of it. Keep your opinions to yourself, your mouth shut. Okay? Bear, endure, stand, cover closely, put up with, pass over in silence, cover, conceal, keep a secret. So he's like, you got all these issues in the world, like vaccinations or food offered idols. And he's like, we endure anything, doesn't matter what it is, anything, we endure, we stego, right? We bite our lip on what we really think we know, because we have all the knowledge. We shut our mouth. We live quietly. Rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. I don't want my opinion about anything to put an obstacle in the way of Christ for you. Now that's a tough line to hold. That's, a, that's hard. Because I'm opinionated. And I'm judgmental. And I think what I'm doing is good, and I think what you're doing is, well, you could do it better. And that's just a default, isn't it? I don't know if you're judgmental. And then you throw a bunch of judgmental people together in a church and you say, let's go. See how that happens. And the world's watching. Right? And they're like, those guys are a mess. And we know we're a mess, which makes it harder. And so what are we going to do? I'm submitting to you God's love. If you know how much God loves you, then you don't have to open your mouth. You could be right and not tell anyone. If, if you know how much God loves you, then you don't have to win the approval of anybody else. You don't have to set anyone else straight because you know between you and God, it's straight. And he loves you madly and you love him back and you're known by God which everybody wants to be known and loved, and you are. So you don't need someone else's approval. You have his. That kind of love, God's love, helps me bite my lip. That kind of endurance for the sake of the gospel. Okay, let's go uh, to the next point. Well, actually, give me. Let, let me get this slide. She's doing such a great job. So, I'm jumping all around because I have like 50 million things I want to say. Okay, it's a balancing act. So I just want to say this quickly and move on. It's a balancing act. So a balancing act for believers between truth and love. Okay? 
It's between authority, which you have in Jesus Christ, and responsibility to live that out in a good way, right? Between freedom, which you have in Jesus Christ, and discipline, which the Holy Spirit helps you with, right? It's a balance between maturity and humility. See, these people, these people are like, we're so mature in Christ, we speak in tongues, we can prophesy anytime we want, we just, we got it all. And I'm like, who wouldn't like to be in that church? That has to be told to scale it back versus like, could you go, could you go, could you go, there's more, you know? Like, it's awesome, right? That he's correcting them about these spiritual things around the Holy Spirit and how powerful it is. It's awesome. But they think they're mature and they're forgetting that humility is the mark of maturity. It is the mark of maturity. If you're really mature, you will be humble. Because maturity says, I have nothing in and of myself. It is all coming from God. All right. Point two. The key is love. Love never ends. God's love helps me have bear my load endurance. Not bite my lip endurance. That's around those issues in the culture, right? But bear my load endurance for the building of the body. We want to build up the body, and so you all have to bear your own load individually. And I have to bear my, I had to bear the load of COVID in our house this week. It's okay. It's just part of the deal. It's part of endurance. I know how much God loves us. If any of us get sick, it's okay. We know where we're going. You know what? It's just okay. Because we know God loves us. And we love Him back. That's it. Right? So, this kind of endurance, you see it over in chapter 10. Look at chapter 10. And um, I want to point out a couple things in chapter 10. In verse 6, he says, now these things took place as examples for us. So the Old Testament, all of the Old Testament, is an example for us to learn from. Not for us to go, well, they were screwed up. (laughs) Yeah, they were. Look in the mirror, (laughs) right? People don't change. Like, that's it. We are. The only way we're going to truly change is through the power of the Holy Spirit. God's going to change us if we yield to Him. Okay, so... I want you to just, he says in verse 7, do you see it there? Do not be idolaters. He's going to end with that. He's going to start with it. Do not be idolaters. Then he talks about a couple different ways of adultery. Just skip down to verse 8. We must not indulge. Don't indulge, right? Now he says sexual immorality. It could be anything. Don't indulge in too much food. Don't indulge in, you, you pick the thing. Right? You can apply it to more than just sexual morality. Don't indulge. Right? And then he says, if you look down at verse 9, we must not put Christ into to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents. Like, Did you see, read that? 23,000 fell in a single day about sexual morality? Like, There's passages. It's like, which passage is he talking about? There's several in the scriptures about this. 
Now listen, aren't you glad we're in an age of grace? Just think about that. How many times have you individually been sexual immoral? immoral? I was thinking about that this week as I was reading this. And I was thinking, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, ah, it's not me. And so I went and read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Where Jesus is teaching and he says, if you look at a woman to lust after her, you have committed adultery with her in your heart. And I was like, oh my. I'm in trouble. Every man, every woman in here with a pulse is indulging themselves privately, right? Just in my own head. So I didn't come to church to judge you. I came to be realistic, right? If you're like, yeah, this doesn't apply to me. It applies to every one of you. It applies to me. It applies to all, everyone. This is why we need Jesus so badly. Don't indulge. And then he says, nor grumble, verse 10, as some of them did and were destroyed. Don't indulge, don't grumble and complain. Is that clear? Is the word of God clear? All right, so I have some marching orders. I'm not going to indulge this week. And when I do indulge, I'm going to catch myself and I'm going to be repentant of it because I know it's wrong. And when I grumble this week, which I will do, probably by the end of the day, I'll be grumbling about something. If I grumble, I'm going to repent and turn and say, I don't want to grumble. I'm grateful for everything God's given me. All right. Now these things happened to them, verse 11, as an example. And they were written down for our instruction. Verse 12. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. If you're like, man, I got it figured out. I don't indulge. And I don't grumble. Again, it it's like he's striking the same chord he was striking over here with knowledge. If you think you know, you don't know. If you think you got it figured out, you don't have it figured out. But here's what you really need to know. Endure. Bite your lip for the sake of the gospel. Endure. Bear your load for the building up of the body. Here's what you really need to know. God loves you. You can endure. You can keep your mouth shut in this instance. And in this instance, you can just hoopomene that, right? You can get under it, right? I love this illustration. I'm not going to do it today because I don't want to touch or get close to anybody. But like, if I got up on a chair and I put Travis Norton underneath me and I put my weight on his shoulders, right? And he tried to slip out, he's going to get hurt because the pressure, right? But if you stay up under it, even though it's going to be, oh, oh, it's hard. If you stay up under it until that pressure comes off, that's the best growth you'll have. Less pain, 
pressure, but less pain. There is a difference, although doctors don't think so. You're going to feel a little pressure. Like, that means I'm going to hurt. <laughs> Just saying. Sorry. <laughs> Brought me back to a few surgeries. Hey, you're going to feel a little pressure. He means pain. You're going to feel pain. All right. So the word here is hupomene, or uh, a, a derivative of that. It means to go underneath, to put up with, to carry, to lift up, to maintain, to sustain, to bear, to contain, to bear up under. Right? So you've you got to stay up under that thing. So what is it in your life? What is it in my life? What temptation are you bearing up under? Is your mind being attacked? Maybe your body's being attacked. Maybe it's hard at work, and you're tempted to quit. Maybe it's hard at home, and you're tempted to give up. The most loving thing you can do, because God loves you, is to endure. Now, I, wanna, I don't know why God brought this to mind. If you're in an abusive relationship, I'm not telling you to endure. Do you get this? Like, I'm telling you, just come ask for help. You don't need to let someone sin against you repeatedly and call that endurance. Okay? I just want to like, get that off. You can apply that in a lot of different ways. If you're being mistreated at work, if you're being mistreated at home, you can love in that. But sometimes the most loving thing to do is to get help and to get out of the situation. Okay? Okay. I just felt like that needed to be said because endurance, again, isn't you pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and holding on for dear life. Endurance is love. Love. Knowing God loves me, I'm able to withstand this. I'm able to keep my mouth shut. I'm able to bear my old load. Knowing God loves me and loving Him back, it's going to be okay. How do people deal with traumatic experiences? A fire. Sexual assault. How do people deal with that? How do they endure? It's only the love and the grace of God. Why are people committing suicide at an unreasonable rate? They don't feel loved. They don't want to go on. They're done. And so they take their own life. If you're in this room and you're thinking about that, I'm telling you, God loves you so much. If you don't believe that, just ask somebody around you how much he loves you and they can start telling you, okay? We would love to be that for you. If the voices in your head are saying other things, they're not from God. They're not. That's not of God. God is love, okay? So flip over to Corinthians uh, chapter 13 and let me wrap with this. He 
he gets into all these spiritual things, and it's pretty cool. And spiritual people and powerful tongues and prophecy and miracles, and it's really cool. I've preached a bunch of messages on this. You can go listen to them online. Spirit-filled people, I'm not going to touch it, okay, today. But I am going to get to the point, which is, look at verse 4 of chapter 13. If you want to endure, and this is what I set out to do. I set out to come to church and to teach you about endurance, right? If you want to endure, these are the verses for you. Love is patient. And kind. It's going to keep its mouth shut sometimes. It's going to bear its own load. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant. It's not proud or rude. It does not insist on its own way. There's not a lot of love in our world. Just by definition. How many people are insisting on their way all the time? Love doesn't insist on its own way. Even when it knows it's right. When it's the truth. Truth isn't going to bang your door down. Because truth is God, and God comes lovingly. God is truth, I should say. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. Guess what? That's stego. That's endurance. It's a bite-your-lip endurance. Love bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Guess what? Endure. It's endurance. Chapter 10. Hupomene. To bear up under. So love does it. Love is the way. It's the only way to endure this cruddy world. This Stinky life. And to actually look at it all different, upside down. I have such an amazing life. Because God loves me. I live in such a wonderful world. I really do. We were doing mulch around the grounds here. And it was like the right temperature, perfect temperature. We had the perfect amount of people We were having the perfect amount of fun. It was awesome. Because God is awesome. And all you had to do was soak in the moment. And enjoy it. Because God was like blowing you kisses. (laughs) All right. Here's the last point. I threw this in. It's a lot about chapters 12 through 14. God's love builds my life up through the Holy Spirit. I know I've banged this drum a lot, but I'm telling you, if you want to love more, guess what the first fruit of the Holy Spirit is? Love. So if you want to build up your life, if you want to be more enduring, just spend some time with God himself in the presence of the Holy Spirit, right? Ask him questions. That's why we're doing the journal anyway, right? And and you are going to feel more loved, more cared for, 
it's going to be great. Your life is going to be built. I mean, I'm already, like, just, could we just celebrate for a second? I'm that far done with this journal. And I missed a few days. Like, I mean, can you imagine at the end of this year, I'm going to have three of these bad boys filled out. This is all interaction with the Lord. I'm not writing my to-do list down here. You are, it's okay. I'm interacting with God. And he's building my life up. So I come back to Galatians. If we live, are you alive today? Pinch yourself. Ooh, that hurt. I'm alive. If we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That is endurance. That's the dance. And the focus of the dance, why do you dance with someone? Because you love them. I love dancing with God. Every day. Sometimes I try to lead when I should follow. I don't know if you've ever danced with somebody who's trying to lead. I don't really know that. Part, but I've been told by people it doesn't really work. I think you get the picture. I think I've painted for you. This is what endurance looks like. It's not what I thought at the beginning of the week. It's much different. It's much better. And it's palatable. And I want it. And so I'm just going to eat up God's love for me. And I'm going to love him back. And you know what? Anything that comes my way. Anything. All right, let's pray.